Good morning, St. Bart's, and welcome on this Sunday after the Ascension. We're just one week away from the day of Pentecost, where we celebrate the outpouring of the Spirit. But today we remember and recall how 40 days after his resurrection, our Lord Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. And he told his disciples, it's better that I go away. It's good for you that I go away because I can send the helper, just like Deacon Kirtley preached last Sunday. Uh, don't forget to print or download the bulletin for yourself to follow along and participate in the service. Uh, we're praying for you. We hope you're doing well. And now let us worship together. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what you're worth. Jesus bled and died for me. 
his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. His body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's and sealed by heavy stone Messiah still and all alone Oh, praise the Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. 
Let those who hate him flee before him. But let the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. Let them also be merry and joyful. Father of orphans, defender of widows, God in his holy habitation. O God, when you went forth before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, you sent a gracious rain, O God, upon your inheritance. You refreshed the land when it was weary. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of women who bore the tidings. Though you lingered among the sheepfolds, you shall be like a dove whose wings are covered with silver, whose feathers are like green gold. O mighty mountain, O hill of Bashan, O rugged mountain, O hill of Bashan. The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands. The Lord comes in holiness from Sinai. Blessed be the Lord day by day, the God of our salvation who bears our burdens. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Today's first lesson is from Acts. In the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during forty days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into the heavens as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, the Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John, and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, 
Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second lesson is a reading from the Gospel according to St. John. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together. Lord God, on this Sunday after the Ascension, we ask for eyes to see and ears to hear that you'd give us a spiritual imagination for what it means that you are sitting at the right hand of the Father. And Lord, to know because of the gift of the Holy Spirit, that the ascended Christ pours out on us and his people that it is better that you are at the right hand of the Father. Help us to see that. Help us to know, Lord, that you have not left us desolate, that you have not left us as orphans. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Well, happy Lord's Day, people of St. Bart's. As Jay mentioned at the beginning, this is the Sunday after the Ascension when we remember that 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father. And you may notice that the flame of the Paschal candle has been extinguished. It's a a picture of Jesus going up to the Father. And in that image of going up, don't just think of Jesus shooting up like a rocket ship into space. Think of what a king does. A king ascends to his throne. And I want to meditate on just a few themes related to the ascension today that I think can speak to us in the moment that we find ourselves in. Over the last few weeks in the Gospel readings from John, before Jesus was betrayed, before he was crucified, before his resurrection, he spoke intimate and urgent words to his disciples. And one of the themes of those words was, I am leaving. I'm returning to the Father. Jesus says in those words, I am the one who is sent by the Father and I go back to the Father. 
There's so much theology in those words that Jesus is the one who comes from the Father as the Word of God, the Word spoken by the Father. He's the one that descends in His incarnation into taking on flesh, into living human life. He comes into the world. He descends. He keeps going, going, going down. He's pouring Himself out is the language that Paul uses in Philippians. But the ascension is about him going back up, ascending the throne, his rightful throne, at the right hand of the Father. He speaks these words to his disciples, and he says, I'm leaving. That's true. I'm not going to be with you in the way that I have been with you. But it's better, because I'm going to send the helper. I'm going to send the paraclete. And Deacon Curtly spoke about this so beautifully last week. The paraclete, the one that comes beside us, the one who helps us. And as Jesus says, the Holy Spirit who was with you but now will be in you. This Sunday we remember the ascension. Next Sunday we remember Pentecost. And those ideas are tied together. The ascended Lord is the Lord who pours out his spirit on his people. So Jesus is the one who came from the Father, and he's going back to the Father. And in going back to the Father, he will pour out his Spirit upon all flesh, and that is what we call Pentecost. And the reason that Jesus can pour out his Spirit on all flesh is because he is the victorious one. He is the true King. So with those things in mind, I just want to look at one little section of our reading from the Gospel of Acts to think about how the ascension might speak to us in this moment, this moment when I know I am, and I know that many of you are, fatigued, tired of this new reality that we find ourselves in. I'm tired of yelling into an iPhone at you instead of being with you. I'm tired of looking at empty pews, knowing that they should be full, knowing that we should be together, that that's the way that it's supposed to be. I'm tired of those things. And I'm sure that there are many things that you are fatigued of, that you are tired of. And I want to ask what the ascension has to do with any of those things. In the book of Acts, in the beginning, we have this picture of Jesus with his disciples in those 40 days before he was ascended. And in those 40 days, we know that he taught his disciples, that he opened the scriptures to them, that he unfolded to them the meaning of the resurrection. But if you think about how cataclysmic and how world-shifting the resurrection is, 40 days is nothing. It's just a scratch. It's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many things he could have told them, and yet he ascends anyway. The disciples still have questions. What's going to happen? How's this all going to work out? Okay, you rose from the dead. We see that that's true, and we see that the scriptures foretold that, but what does all this mean? What are we supposed to do? So just before Jesus ascends, the disciples ask one more question, and it's a natural question. They say, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, that may not be the question that you would ask, but if you were his disciple, 
when you started following him, when you heard him preaching from the beginning, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And if you were a good Jew of the first century, your expectation would be that God would bring the kingdom. This is a very natural question. And I want you to hear Jesus' response. He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Let me be honest with you. That's a frustrating answer. If I were his disciple in that moment, I would be very frustrated by that answer. Jesus, this is what you preached from the beginning, that you were bringing the kingdom, and now you're telling us it's not for us to know. And maybe because of my own fatigue and frustration right now, I'm reading that fatigue and frustration into the disciples' response. And Jesus' answer, it is not for you to know. I think if we can receive those words as God's word to us, there is actually some consolation in that. Because what Jesus is saying is there's, there's all sorts of things that we don't know the answer to. There's all sorts of questions that we have about life, about our circumstances right now, that we don't have the answers for. But the fundamental circumstances and our fundamental mission don't change. It's not for you to know this thing that you might like to know. At the end of John's gospel, Peter, after he's restored to ministry, after his betrayal, after Jesus restores him, Jesus tells Peter, hey, this is how things are going to end for you. And then Peter points to John and says, well, what about him? And Jesus says, what is that to you? It's something that Aslan says to a couple of characters in the horse and his boy. He's speaking to one character, Shasta, and there's this conversation about what Aslan was doing and where he was. And then Shasta asks about the other person, and, and Aslan says, I'm only telling you your, your story. It is not for you to know. There is some consolation in that, because it's not our job to know everything but it is our job to be faithful because what Jesus says next is, but, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You're not gonna know everything that you might like to know. You're not gonna have every answer to every question that you might like to have, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That is the promise of Pentecost. And it is a promise that the ascended Christ fulfills. That when he is seated at the right hand of the Father as the kingly victor, that he pours out the Spirit on his people. At the end of Luke's gospel, Jesus says it a little bit differently. He says, when I ascend, and when I send the Holy Spirit, you will be clothed with power from on high. I'm not going to leave you naked. I'm going to clothe you. I'm not going to leave you desolate. I'm sending you a helper. I'm not going to leave you as orphans because I'm going to fill you with the Spirit of the Father. You will receive power. You will be clothed with power from on high. Clothed with power reminds me of Psalm 45, where it speaks of the princess of the king. See, 
We're Christ's body. We're his bride. And he adorns his bride. He clothes his bride with the very best. The Holy Spirit is a kind of dowry, a kind of down payment, a kind of guarantee of our inheritance is the way that Paul puts it. And in Psalm 45, the psalmist says, All glorious is the princess in her chamber with robes interwoven with gold and many colored robes. She is led to the king. We are clothed in the Holy Spirit by the bridegroom Christ. We are his bride. He does not leave us desolate. He does not leave us as orphans. He does not leave us alone. That's a word of comfort that I need in the midst of my fatigue, in the midst of my frustration. In the midst of my unanswered questions, Jesus might say to me, it is not for you to know, but I will clothe you with power. I will clothe you, church, as my bride with rich and beautiful garments because I love you and I am with you by the power of my Holy Spirit. I pray that you would take consolation and comfort in these words today, St. Barts. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us affirm our faith by saying the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is visible and invisible. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, <clears throat> of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. <clears throat> Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Collect for the Ascension Sunday. Almighty God, whose only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, ascended into heaven, may our hearts and minds also there ascend, and with him continually dwell, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. I invite, I invite now your own petitions. Pray for yourselves, your families. Pray for those that you know are fatigued and frustrated. Pray for those whom you know are in need in this season.
O Heavenly Father and Ascended Christ who sits at his right hand and Holy Spirit who fills us and clothes us and adorns us, we pray, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that you would hear our prayers. We do pray that you'd break the back of this virus. We pray for those who are engaged in fighting this virus on the front lines. Protect them and keep them, Lord. Strengthen them. We think of doctors, nurses, we think of hospital chaplains, we think of those in grocery stores, in restaurants, all those who are in the midst of the battle. Protect them and keep them, Lord. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you have promised your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together, In his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us. (coughs) Granting us in this world knowledge of your truth. In the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be God. Alleluia. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and upon those in tombs bestowing life. Alleluia. Amen.